0: You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Craft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Craft. I
1: love you too.
0: Well, hello everybody. This is Gail Kraft from The Empowering Process podcast, and I have with me a repeat offender, <laughs> Nicole Magique. It's probably Magic, but I like Magique. And Nicole is sharing some time with me today to talk about being invisible and what that means as a child, what that means with your choices when you grow up? And then what happens when you
1: try to become visible again? Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me, Gail. I'm super excited to talk about this so with people, especially. Yes. Right. So so, and, and here's
0: what we're not going to talk about being invisible in the normal sense. Most people when they talk about being invisible it's daddy didn't notice me mommy was a narcissist and ignored me and all of those are valid i will give a couple of examples for me and then we'll dive in with you nicole oh, so nice. as a child i knew i knew in my heart i didn't come from here i knew in my heart that this was not my family i knew in my heart that I was alone. Right. No one really understood who I was. I knew what was going on with my friends and at neighbors intuitively. And I know that I roamed the streets at night as a cat to watch over them. And you may say, well, these are the dreams and you know imaginations of a child. Until the day a friend of mine asked me if I looked in her window, and I had, and she saw me and said, please, you scared me. Don't do that again. And so then I started to realize that my imagination was really happening. And I had no one to talk to about this. And so I suppressed it. And then we will probably talk about a few things that happened as a young adult that kind of like brought me back but Nicole what were some of the things going on for you I know that you can see my aura of course right so talk about this
1: I'm just gonna say every word that you said is like the same the same freaking thing right and just like so many people out there sitting, watching, listening, whatever to this um, feels the same way. So yes, I mean, I used to lay in my bed at night and I used to watch the moving stars wiggle around and dart around the sky (laughs) and longing to be back home. And that whole piece about uh, the imagination and you know taking off at night, it was flying for me. Oh, the,
0: I would astral project. Yeah,
1: yes, the the whole astral projection. I w- I would be flying everywhere whenever I could, and you know I would um, I would play with um, children down the street that also where we'd fly together. Right, so there was a lot of this stuff going on and cats were my familiar too. So, you know, and I, when I got older, so we can maybe talk about that. But when I got a little bit older with my friends, um, I used to pop in because I'd say I'll prove it. Right. And I used to pop in and we used to like test each other and how, like, how much could we do? And I I popped into my friend's house and then I called her when I came back to my house <laughs> in my body and I called her up and I said, this is what you're watching on TV. This is what happened. This is what you and your brother did. This is what your mom said. This is what your dad said. And she was just like, oh my God,
0: <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> right. And 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 so my, I've been called a witch, but let's bring it down a little bit for people to kind of relate. Yes. So, and and I'm sure this has happened, something similar to this, to all of you. I have a dear friend. I was living in Massachusetts at the time. She was living in Colorado. And I mean, I think we come from a past life. We are sisters. And all of a sudden, I felt like my stomach was being wrenched out of my body. And I wanted to throw up. And I called, and her husband answered. And I said, Where is she? What's going on? And he said, She's in the hospital. I said, I know what is going on because this is not normal. And what had happened was she turned out to be a multiple personality, but at the time she was being treated for schizophrenia, which is the worst thing that you could do. And I was yelling at him, Get her out, get her out. She's got the wrong treatment. I saw her a little while later and she was afraid to change doctors. And I was watching her slip away. Fortunately, she ran into someone who recognized her real issue and offered to help her. And so she switched psychiatrists and worked with someone who got her off the drugs and taught her how to relate to the multiple personalities and let me just explain the story here is not that there we are multiple personalities we have all of us have archetypes we just control them she doesn't but the fact is i knew there was a problem to someone who was 1500 miles away from me yep we've all had that experience yes we've known something is wrong how woo is that if we've all had it
1: that recently just happened to me again, like this happens over and over, right? right. And that recently happened to me when um I could feel this pain in my jaw day after day, and I knew something was wrong with my son, and then I received notification that he had gone into the hospital, his jaw was broken in a couple places, yeah, so. yeah,
0: and so. So as a child, I suppressed, right? Because no one, no one could see me. No one understood what I was going through. And there was so much chaos in my own family that I was purposely being invisible in order to try and minimize that chaos. So talk about your invisibility as a child.
1: Ooh, I felt a lot of those same feelings where um, I grew up in a very um, Christian household where a lot of the inexplicable, or, you know, when people know things that they shouldn't know, um, wasn't very accepted and it was scary. And, you know, I get it. We, we fear what we don't know, what we don't understand and so i felt very stifled because as a young child you don't un, you don't know that you're different until somebody says you're different you don't know that something is bad until somebody tells you it's bad and whether it's bad or not right, right. and what ended up happening is i i i knew things about death people dying And I I could see energies and auras, and I could hear what people were thinking. (laughs) Which gets to be pretty freaking dangerous at some point, right? (laughs) And, And it's not like I can hear everything that everyone is thinking at all times. It doesn't work that way. And people get fearful, and they think that. And that they think that, you know, all of their deepest, darkest secrets and, and all of this stuff. And it really doesn't work that way. I mean, sometimes, but (laughs) I, I get impressions
0: and I see things. Yes. Right.
1: And, and the thing is, is, you know, I could project what I was thinking to, and speak to somebody without speaking. So it was, it was. I used to make games on. So to me, it was very innocent games of, oh, let me let me see if I can get, you know, mom or dad to say this. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, just it was silly little things that didn't didn't really mean much. And um, it was just like this game. And then I realized that uh, things were different for me than other people, because um, it actually started in church where um the even though everybody else's aura changed a lot and i could see that happening it was interesting because the the priest always was purple he was a good priest <laughs> right he was very tapped in very you know tapped in spiritually intuitively and and definitively. So he was always purple when I saw him. And this one day he was green. And he was green for a couple of weeks, right? And I was fascinated by it because he was always purple to me. And and he started becoming green and I'm like what is happening? And I remembered asking my mom how come father so and so is green today and he's always purple. And my mom just kind of looked at me like, you see color around people? (laughs) What what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, don't you? And she's like, well, you know, if I look at somebody and really concentrate, I can see like this white layer around people. And I was like, oh, mom. No, there's so many more colors than that. (laughs) And you know, she was asking me, you know, what do you see with this person, this person? And in that conversation, I was like, oh, she really doesn't see it. And and then it just became like this thing where I kind of retracted because um if people knew they treated me differently. And um they recoiled from me because I could see things. And I would answer questions before um, before somebody would actually say it. And they they look at me because I'd answer a question. And I'd just say the answer and people would be looking at me like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God, I'm just answering the question, this question. And people would be like, nobody asked that question. And I'd be like, yeah, this person did, you know, so-and-so did.
0: In their head, yeah. I was thinking it,
1: but I didn't say it. Right. I'm like, well, you have your answer. And I'd be like, (laughs) ah, right? (laughs) Because it became a thing. Mm -hmm. So that is when, when that became a, a consistent thing, it wasn't okay for me to speak. And that's when my voice became nothing and i would try to be as invisible as possible because my presence was not welcome it wasn't accepted it wasn't appreciated and um it was it bad really it was bad it was bad for me to be me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bad <Yeah>. things happened <laughs> when i was me <laughs>
0: Um, yes, I started suppressing, I think as a teenager, young teenager is when I started, because that's when you try to fit in. Um, and I tried so much to be. I tried for family. That's a whole other story. So in order to look for family, I had to become what family wanted, right? Yes. Um at a young age, I would say that 21, 22 my first husband and I started meditating we joined a group and we would heal people in in that group and three things happened that verified that in meditation i opened up one is he and i were talking to someone who did not want to hear what we had to say and i watched him build a brick wall between us and i looked at my husband and he said oh i saw that too I'm like okay so it's real when people do this stuff when they when I say that I had a brick wall around me it's real right the vibration isn't dense enough for you to see it but the vibration is there yes okay so um but I didn't understand that I just know that we both saw the same thing I'm like oh that's kind of interesting and then I'm with my mother-in-law and I went Whoa, he was just in a car accident. He's okay. It was just in a parking lot. Here's what happened. The car is kind of a mess. He came back to her house and he came upstairs and he said, I was just in a car accident. And he looked at me and he said, did you see it or did you cause it? That's how powerful he thought I had become. And I said, no, I was just observing and then this is when i shut down for a few years after this incident because i knew i didn't have the right guidance to help me understand what happened i had a friend call and they said well there's a there's a home in marblehead marblehead massachusetts is a shore town by the ocean and it's haunted and we can't seem to get rid of the ghost and i said oh this is what he looks like and she said oh, you need to come. I'm holding an exorcism with groups of three. So I need three, six, nine, or 12 to do this in a circle. So there were nine of us, we showed up and every single one of us had a hard time getting up the stairs. He kept blocking us from going up to the attic. And when we got up there, we got in circle and literally saw him and, you know, we asked a few questions about who he was, why he was there, and so forth. And we watched this him turn into a light and shrink as we released him. Now, what had happened, the homes around there were built with whatever wood they could find, including wood from shipwrecks. Oh. And, yes. <laughs> Good yes. Lord. Yes. Well, it's whatever you could find, Right. And so his soul was locked into the wood and he was so confused. That's why he was angry. He wasn't on even on a ship where the heck was he and he couldn't get out. Right. So um, he didn't want to go because again, he was confused, but we released him. So that frightened me and that, okay, so now I know there are spirits that are, are frustrated but I, you know, really don't have a community that understands this stuff that I just happened upon. I need to stop before I, I didn't understand how to create a protective barrier, which I do now. I need to stop before I start to absorb this kind of energy. Right, and so I did, it. Yeah. Oof. right? So is this stuff real? if nine people see the same thing, it's not group insanity, then it it has to be real <laughs> or group, so, insanity.
1: <laughs> group insanity temporary group insanity, right everybody
0: <laughs> right? yeah, right so um, so you shut down um held back you you didn't shut down, you held back. I shut down, and um when was it that you what what happened that caused you to say wait a minute i have a gift which we all have by the way
1: yeah well i did shut down for a period and that was more in my teens because the whole astral projection thing had had happened to me i had prophetic dreams i had like i would go into way into astral realms deep into astral realms when I was a kid Um, and I would see things and just it was inexplicable and speaking it to people who just didn't understand and would only ridicule and demean me was not worth it Um, but with the astral stuff my mom had found a note where I was talking about projecting And, you know, I, I had said, I had mentioned that I had bought this book because I needed to learn more because it would just happen to me. And it felt like how I described it was like this, when you get the vibration and then you get pulled out, it felt like a tornado was whirling around. I could hear it. It was whirling, all that crackling and whirring. And then I would, I would just come out. So it was I was so young. The only way I could describe it was a tornado comes and sucks me out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I ended up, you know, trying to figure out some things on my own. And then I, I bought this book and it was showing how to kind of harness that energy, which was really, really great because I needed to know that because it would just happen and it was happening so quickly that people, even today, I'll talk to people that are, you know, mediums in like these high places that are like, you go into trance so super fast, you know, matter of minutes. And, and I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I was told, no, you don't understand. People, people work at this for years and years and years and still don't get there. And I'm like, okay.
0: the operative word
1: (laughs) is work that causes resistance, guys. Practice, practice, practice. But, you know, maybe you're assigning too much importance to it. Um, But but when I shut down, it was because my mom found this note. I was talking about the astral stuff. Um, I was talking about this book. I actually came home. My room was ransacked like like a movie scene when you know bad people come in and just destroy a place. My room was ransacked. I, apparently, my, my mom and my sister had gone looking for this book. And apparently, it was really well hidden. I won't give away my secret, but it was really well hidden. And um, instead, they took my drawings, my music, um, everything, that meant anything to me. And we had an intervention where I was humiliated in front of the entire family.
0: Yeah, but the priest didn't come to exercise you yet.
1: Not, no. no. <laughs> my, my, my mom had tried to exercise me a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> um so I love my mom. Uh we just didn't we just didn't see eye to eye for a very long time and we probably still don't. However, uh that whole intervention like drawings of mine were brought to out saying you can't draw like this. So everything that I had was basically, you know, I must have been channeling the devil basically. is what in few words <laughs> that's that's really what it was and um you know i needed help right so i and every time i would be resting so if i was laying down if i was taking a nap i to this day i don't nap i don't nap unless i'm like completely exhausted and have to be run to the ground i still do not nap um And I think it's because of this. And this is actually coming out right now. I think it's because of this. Okay, good. Whenever I would rest or be at rest, my mom would come flying in. What are you doing? So if I wasn't projecting, I'd be startled awake or startled out of a restful state. So all that anxious energy would rise up. If I was projecting i would snap back so hard that it would it was like i just got you know defibrillated mm-hmm. and and then i would be in this anxiety ridden state for at least a half an hour afterwards sometimes longer so it became this thing that every time i went to go relax i was expecting this anxious state. So I would just initiate the anxious state, which then prevented me from actually projecting or being relaxed ever. Right. So that's how I shut down because that was really my, my joyful escape. That's how I just was able to be in the moment, be present, you know, just be, be, just be. And I didn't have
0: that anymore. So um so the stress is a body stress, not just an emotional stress. And I know for for me, my body stress, I had ulcers at 12. Oof. Right. Um a diet change it healed it, fortunately for me, right? Um and but what is a 12-year-old doing with ulcers? I mean, how right. much how much are you carrying, right? How much are you hiding? How many? So, so here's, here's the deal. Guys, Mm -hmm. those of you who know me know that I'm also a soul realignment practitioner. What does that mean? It means that I can find out who I am at a soul level. And one of the things I am, there are many things, is truth. So being raised in, in lies, is killing my soul. right And that was I was raised in a house full of fear and lies. And it took me a long time first of all to forgive that, right because that's their baggage. I don't have to take that on and then forgive myself for having taken it on and then move move on. right. And so it's all all about you know, this judgment of others on us wounds us. Because we have expectations of them. We expect our parents to protect us. We expect our parents to love us. We expect our parents to support us, right? I mean, what else are we supposed to do as children, right? And as we grow older, we learn, at least I've learned. So I don't want to say we, the royal we, but I've learned that um, expectations is what kills me. And yeah. so I don't really I have no judgment on what anyone does because I have no expectations. And it doesn't mean I have low expectations, right? right? It means that you know I'm show up. Right. But I don't need you. Changed on me. All right, now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. That was that's just a a bit of my experiences and and my lessons. So you shut down um, and felt the the pain of I mean, so being invisible is is not even strong enough to say you you were not acknowledged for who who you were. So not only did you have to become invisible, but you felt the stabs
1: of not being acknowledged as. To who you really are, I was very resentful and angry, and um, felt very cast aside because i I couldn't. Whoa, I couldn't understand why it was okay for them to be to have visions, be prophetic, have prophetic dreams, be extremely intuitive to know things before they happened or knew things as they were happening. Mm -hmm. It was okay for all of them to have that because they were godly, but I was demonic somehow, somehow, somehow. So I never understood that. And that just, that view of me carried forward with them because because I saw things from a more expanded view and not just from that one particular religious view. And I saw from that view from a very, very young age. And I just understood things at a very different level from a very young age. And how could that be so wrong?
0: Right, right. And that, I think is the lesson lesson here. You know, um, one of the things that I, that I do with my clients and absolutely with myself is, you know, I question my perception mm. of everything. Yes. Right. Because it comes through, I know it comes through a filter of beliefs. What, what are my beliefs today? Right. What's my emotional state today? Right. Cause mm. I might look at a situation change <laughs> um, change a it, it change if you are emotionally um, upset given the same circumstances you'll respond no react to it differently than if you were in a different state. Yes. And the story that you create from that situation would be a different story, right? Um, Frequently, I will have uh, clients talk to me about, you know, their significant other or what, you know, the them, the pointing the finger, right? And, you know, they made me... Okay, and so rather than say, "No one made you, you made yourself," right? You chose the first thing I do is I look at it from the other perspective. You know, you you know, how much of this do you know? Oh, okay, so you made up this story and this story, so you filled in the gaps. So what if the story was this? Oh, what if the story? If there are a dozen different variations. Right. And I can see them kind of like, well, it could have been. I said, did you even ask? Well, no. Why not? Because we're afraid of the answer.
1: So rather based off of that belief that whatever they're telling themselves, right? (laughs) Right. We're so sure that this has to be
0: it. (laughs) Right. This has I'm always right. Right. Um, and and so for those of us who are more in tune and more intuitive and in you're all intuitive by the way it's just whether you listen or not right um i mean i will feel the the kick in the gut that the other the finger the person that's getting the finger pointed at them i would feel like oh my god they just got kicked kicked in the gut with this one right (laughs) right and that's not what happened at all (laughs) All right, and then we work on you know. So, what is it? What belief system is coming up for you that you think that this is true, and and why? Right. Yes. Uh, it, you know. So finally, a day came. We went. Fuck you. Pardon my French. I know Apple won't like. Uh, <laughs> <Oops>. I think <laughs> I have something here that I need to explore. Yes. What happened that you came to that realization? Ooh,
1: there was, so there were several different stages of that in my life, right? And different levels. So I'm going to say the first one was when I was 12 years old. So I can say I've been doing work since I was 12 years old, because I realized that I had so many of these fears and whatever it was that I was holding inside that I was just so sick and tired of (laughs) being taken advantage of because I was too nice or I just, I didn't speak up. I didn't speak up for myself. So I just let people walk all over me. Right. And I was tired of that so that was the first thing and the second thing was i was so afraid to give a wrong answer in class that it ate me up inside and so i i started trying to figure out oh well how do i how do i get past this and how do i how do i do something different so that people don't walk all over me how do i speak up and and it was it was really through getting over some fears around being wrong, because in my house, you had to have A's. You had to, you know, you had to be. Everything had to be perfect, right? I, and if you didn't get good, we had grade, the same household. <laughs> so I think <laughs> You've you got made, a B plus. Right oh, oh yeah. So, for example, there was a time where I wasn't. I wasn't super interested in a lot of history stuff and um so that was my worst subject and there was one time where i had this history exam i got a 98 on it and i came home and i was like dad's going to be so proud right <laughs> and in this child's mind dad's going to be so proud i got a 98 on this thing and the response was i'm like hey dad check out my history test right and the response was and this is not to like bash my dad my dad is an amazing man and i love him very much he just didn't know what he was doing, right? And at the time he had said, oh, a 98? How come it wasn't a 99? How come it wasn't a hundred? Right. And I was so crushed. And he, he's, he probably still doesn't know it to this day. But I was so crushed that I ripped that page out of his hand. And I said, and, and this was like, because I'm stupid, Right. Because I must have spelled my effing name wrong. And I pulled it out and I stomped all the way up the stairs. And I I did my reactive thing that I used to do, right? Stomped up the stairs and, you know, don't let them see you cry and just cry in private. Right. And that that was that. So there was that thing where I had to psych myself out and do that. Fast forward to my more adult years. It was kind of like, well, I could kind of do more of what I wanted to, you know. So, but then I had this near death experience and it just supercharged all of my gifts, every last one, to the point where I was like, who the frick am I? Who am I right now? Like I I'm not even sure I'm the same person. I don't think I really was the same person. So there was that moment where just everything shifted instantaneously in my life and that's like a whole other story of of this miraculous thing that happened but that's where I just I, I things started happening and they were happening at such a rapid pace I was trying to keep up with myself and from that point forward it was well how else can I help people? How else can I grow myself? What can I learn about me next? And there's just this domino effect that hasn't stopped. <laughs> and it, and it doesn't stop. That's, you know, that's the interesting thing. Um,
0: it's like every day there's something new. For yeah. Me, right. E- every day or something a little bit more. Right. Um, so I don't hear voices, but I get impressions. And just before the impressions, the synapses in my brains tingle. Hmm. They tingle almost all the time now. Right. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> like I'm supercharged or something, right? Yeah. Um and sometimes and, and I'll say, all right, already, all right, already. Right, all right. And it's not that again that I hear voices but the impressions are coming so fast right yeah. that there is no translation because it's coming too fast for me to translate it to third dimensional language right and so i just try to That's feel that. into it just feel into it feel into it right um and that i think is where there is a misconception so i'm going to give my opinion on god Oh boy! (laughs) Hold your hats. Okay. Yeah, Apple's gonna shut me down. All right. So, do I believe there's a higher power? Of course I do. Something created this. My cat, my dog, my table, my brain. Something said, "Let's play and create this and see what happens." Right. Do I believe that I am part of that thing? Absolutely. If I believe that I'm part of that thing, then I believe I'm God as well. Goddess, whatever. Now, let's get to this word called God. If we, if you know any of the mediums, Abraham Hicks, Esther is not talking to a person, a body called Abraham. She is listening to all of the voices and has given that experience a name so that we can relate to it. Mm -hmm. I think you know Franco. Franco Romero. Franco talks to Caleb. No, Franco has a bunch of voices and has asked to name them Caleb so that He can personify it so people understand. So is God a benevolent father? No, God is those voices. And at one point in history, we gave that mass of voices a name so we can relate to it. And we called it father because that's where we came from. Mm We're not separate.
1: We energy is energy, and all-encompassing energy. If you're energy, then what the heck are you then? Not separate from God. If it's, yeah. you know, omnipotent, omniscient, yes. <laughs> all. Of Omni- omnipotent, <laughs> <laughs> omnipotent. And and
0: the thing is, and omnipotent. Fighting scientists will prove this the smaller and smaller and smaller you get the more of the universe you see yeah right the larger and larger and larger you get the more of the universe you see right because we get beyond our third dimensional perception of what
1: reality is but we're still seeing it third dimensionally right and that's the human conditional limitation right because if if you were a two-dimensional object and i threw a sphere at you if i threw a baseball or a tennis ball at you at a you line right in in a one straight line towards you you would just see circles opening up like circles getting bigger 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 and then right. smaller 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 that's right. what you see right that's it so right. In order for us to even fathom anything that's beyond a third dimensional physical view, we can't fully imagine it because we can't get past the third dimensional physical view. We only see it from a third dimensional perspective. However, if you
0: allow yourself to understand it and you allow yourself to feel it that's beyond so so yeah. when i explained to people it's really funny because i had a conversation with a gentleman who called he called me about my book and my book crafting the flow formula and he had some questions about i do this i want to talk to you about this um <laughs> and we started talking about journey to enlightenment and he, he said well what is the fourth and fifth dimension i thought that was so adorable that this businessman this leader is curious to know more. I think that's very promising, right? And so to people who are new to the journey, here's how I explain it. Third dimension is solid. What we think is solid, right? Which is not solid, but that's a whole other discussion, right? So third dimension is I see you, you see me, I see the table, I see the cup. Time and space is fourth dimension. If you're planning dinner and you think, well, last week we had steak on Thursday and here it is Thursday and I don't think I want steak again. You know, maybe we'll have steak on Saturday. And, you know, that recipe, you're traveling back and forth in time and space in your mind. You're going back to when it happened and forward to where it's going. And by the way, this back and forth in time and space is how we take up stories and and fill in the gaps. And it's all make-believe. Mm -hmm. That's time and space. Now, so that's fourth dimension. Fifth dimension is where did that idea come from? How the heck did I even see that? That's the fifth dimension. That is you allowing the communication to come through. When I had that team in flow and we were going crazy and I had to record what was going on. We were coming up with ideas and solutions for problems we didn't even realize were problems yet. Yeah. Right? Because we were tapped in and there's no time and space. And that's what I mean. We didn't even know there were problems yet. But we already had the solution. Right? Because we were tapped in. there is no problem. There is no problem. So I'm sure you know this question. What were you pretending to believe? was true to believe that you even had a problem right right exactly right and so when you can get to that point you become tapped in so you were born tapped in I was we were all born tapped in by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. let me rephrase that you remember as a child um, hanging on to that right Um, not losing it like many of us do at like three hours old or something like that, it's when we start to forget who we are, right? Um, and that created a problem, but now it's creating a life and we're entering into an age where more and more people, number one, are, are confessing Because we're not going to be burnt at the stake, I hope. (laughs) Right? So more and more of us are saying, yeah, you know, it's kind of been like that for me my whole life. I just haven't said anything because people would put me in the funny farm. What do you see changing in the next five years? Actually, now it's happening, but over the next few years.
1: There's definitely a lot of shifting. I felt a lot of shifting over the last decade, especially like yes. where it was kind of initiated to move forward a little bit faster. And I think that um, I want to go back to what you said about you know tapped in as a kid and you know all that thing of some people disconnect and some people don't fully unplug. And I think the difference there is your acceptance. Your acceptance or not acceptance, right? For me, I never accepted that what they were telling me was bad was fully bad. I I knew something at a very deep level and I hung on to it. I might have hit it or pretended one thing. You know, I had to live the lie, so to speak, like you said, um, to be accepted in my family. So I did what needed to be done so that I could then become me at some point. Right. right? So I could be me in the privacy of just me. And I held on to that. So I never accepted that I was fully bad, that this was fully bad. So moving forward into seeing that now and being tapped in and seeing the progression of people, there are so many people out there that are those leaders that don't say anything because they've known all their lives, but it was bad or it was not normal and all that stuff, whatever was fed to them, that they came to some conclusion and accepted that that wasn't normal and I don't want to be that anymore. So they push it out so they can harness that right back up if they'd like to. It just, you know, it just takes a little bit of acceptance and uh, practice at Mm -hmm. that point, right? Practice getting back into that flow, like you said. Right. And what I see happening over the next handful of years is that People are coming into a space where um, there's a lot of wobble effects that's happening. So what I've seen happening over the last handful of years, especially, is, and you could label powers that be however the heck that you want based on your beliefs and perspectives and and whatever. I'm just going to say that there is a force whatever you assign that to be. There's a force that's trying to, because we live in a dualistic realm. Okay. So whatever has one side, there's a whole other side. It has to be. It's, 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 comparison, right? It's science, right? It's science. And, So if there is this force of unity, there's also a force of destruction, chaos theory. Out of order comes chaos, out of chaos, order. So it's it's a force, and you can assign it as good or bad it is what it is. And that's really it. Once you understand that it is what it is, and actually things on opposite ends of the spectrum are exactly the same, they're just a different degree. So if they're exactly the same, just a different degree, then how can one be good or bad? It's just relative to where the heck you're standing. Right. So it just is what it is. Right. And once we accept that, and it might be a little bit hard of a concept to accept it first. However, if we're looking at it as that dualistic nature, that there's destruction that's happening in unity, where these groups, we used to be, you know, one big group, let's say, and then maybe that divided based on maybe it was race or spiritual or religious things or ethnicity, whatever the case is that people were divided, 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 divided because of the beliefs, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And limiting beliefs instead Mm -hmm. of unifying limitless beliefs. So, based on these destructive beliefs, more and more division. And now you have groups of people that are being divided even further. Okay. So, you take a cookie, you break it in half, you can share it with a friend. You break it in half again, you can share it with another couple of friends. But you start breaking it and you're left with like one little crumble. What do you have? You've got nothing. You can't even taste it. It's like a grain of sand. You may as well just put a grain of sand on your tongue. So you don't have anything there. But when you have a whole cookie, you've got something. You've got a lot of flavors. You've got goodness, sweetness, a bunch of things. When we look at this division, 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 it breaks us down so we become weaker and weaker and weaker. When we unify, when we get over our bad selves, when we get over the the differences that we have, well, you need different things to make up that cookie. So if all you had was eggs, you'd have eggs. If all you had was flour, you'd just have flour. If all you had was chocolate chips, you'd just have chocolate chips. The thing is, you need all of those things to make something new, to make something delicious and sweet. You need the sugar in there, whatever that is. So if we look at it as we're breaking everybody down, 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 down until what? We're the individual grain of freaking sand, and you can't relate to anybody because unless you're a clone and think exactly the same thing, where? So
0: in so in the process of trying to minimize diversity, we've created (laughs) resistance. Right. Which creates division. Right. Right. Whereas and I'm all on board with you, whereas unity is really like, well, you're just where you're at. That's cool. You're just where you're at. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. And I'm just where
0: I'm at. And tomorrow might be someplace different. And that's cool.
1: Yeah. Everybody's at a different level and just accepting that and moving forward for whatever is good for for people. Right. Right. So what I see is this wobble that's happening. That's, you know, people are kind of going in one direction or another. Right. And that's where this split is happening is that some people are moving into this space of more awareness and enlightenment and other people are getting more and more dense. They're doubling down. Yeah, they are. And, and that's not helping. However, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the whole 3D, 4D, 5D, you're not going to move up to 4 or 5D if you're getting more and more dense. So I see this thing happening where um, there are some people that are moving in one direction versus another, and now it's becoming this place where People are not able to speak to each other and relate to each other because the, the gap is widening to a point where there's going to be a split.
0: Well, there's not even this, the same language. Um, and no. I think I told you,
1: you yes, yeah,
0: told you the story. And then, then we will have to stop this. Um, I visited my nephew. Now I'm a change of life baby. He was born before me and my sister babysat me and him. So we grew up a a lot together um, until about the age of four. And so we have a lot of the same belief systems at the root, you would say. He still lives the same life that he experienced as a child. Mm -hmm. He gets up in the morning, has his coffee, goes out and has a cigarette, comes in, puts on the news, then goes to work. And I went to visit him and I was like accosted by this. First of all, news, heck no, right? That alone drove me out of the room and into my earphones and meditative music, right? And what I saw so clearly was that division that you're talking about, where he is anchoring down, he is frantically holding on to, I'm never going to lose this house. I'm always going to be here. I'm never going to change to me. Like I'm like purging. You you want this? Take it. Right. I want to be free of material things as much as possible because I want the freedom to be where I want to be and be who I want to be whenever. Yes. It doesn't matter to me because when I die it's not coming with me and then my family is going to be well what are we going to do with all this crap right right so I'll take care of the crap you won't have to deal with it at all (laughs) right and so those divisions are happening because we all change he's changed Of course, we all change every minute of every day. We are evolving in one direction or another. We choose, right? And in that change, there is an inability to even communicate. I mean, I just couldn't understand why he would want to live the life that he's living, but he's happy. And so it's none of my business. He's happy. And so in the past, I would have pulled him aside and said, don't you want to clean up your act? Let me help you clean up your act. Now it's like, this is what he's choosing and if he's happy with what he's choosing none of my business yeah right and that's the difference with the division you know i i have a sister who's also happy with her choices and she knows is consciously she consciously knows that she's choosing not to evolve she has told me she knows this because she sees me and she says i just can't go there that's and that's fine. Right. But I frighten her.
1: Right. Yep. It's the fears. All it is is the fears. Right. Fear, the anchor is is all the fears in right. one anchor. That's right. really it. Yeah. And yeah, it's okay to be where you are, because where you are is where you are. When you're ready. I say it all the time. When you're ready, you're ready. When you're not, you're not. Right, Stay where you are until you're ready, if that even happens. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) No. It's your journey. Who cares? I don't care about your journey. I care about mine. Right? Right. Right? I'm I'm only responsible for mine. I'm not responsible for yours. I care about yours in a certain sense of collective, but it's not my responsibility. Right. It's not. It's also not my responsibility to convince you that you need it because who am I? That's judgment, right?
0: Expectations and judgment, right? Yeah. Right, right, and that and that's the case. Now, are we here for someone who wants? Like, I'm tired of this life, right? Uh, what What's the favorite line that I've gotten? I've been meditating. I have been journaling. I have been, you know taking long walks and it's not working i need help that's my favorite client (laughs) right because if you're meditating if you're journaling if you're walking with expectations and judgment you're not going to get anywhere
1: you definitely won't get far (laughs) no no, sure no and they did work in the past walking on the treadmill time to step off of the treadmill and. Move somewhere, <laughs> right? However, and I, and we'll we'll wrap up with this.
0: um I was at an event this week, and you know, talking to a gentleman who was like, "Well, you woo woo people." Well, he's quite quite kind of woo woo, so you know. But it was adorable, and I looked at him. I said, "Listen, I know that if I am contemplating my navel, I am not going to get my Maserati. I know I need to take action." <laughs> Right. But I will contemplate my navel to ask what action should I take? Right. And he was like, okay, I get that. Hmm. Right. And so we're not saying get into lotus positioning, you know, go find yourself a lake and sit on a, on a lily pad and meditate. I'm saying you might want to do that for like an hour, but then you're going to get impressions or feeling. To do something, go do it,
1: and see what happens. One step. So one all step. you need to take is one step, and then the rest just will happen, <laughs> right? And
0: so, Nicole, I'm so glad that you're not invisible anymore. I am so glad that you held on to that um, magic that is you, um, and and I'm just so happy that you share it with the world. So people want to
1: get in touch with you. How would they do that? People want to get in touch with me, you can actually contact me through my website or or connect with me on my website or to social media through my website too because um, there's a um, magic LLC spelled like my last name, M-A-J-I-K-L-L-C.com. And uh, if you put that slash uh, connect, you'll see all the ways in which you can connect with me and you can send me an email as well. Um, I would love to hear what you thought about today. And I'm glad I'm not invisible anymore too, Gail. And that's what brought us together. Right. So thank you. And I'm so appreciative and grateful that we are sharing this time on earth together for whatever time that we do have. And that we are just like doing this, this dance paths with it's each just other. Crazy. It's yes, crazy. I love it. I love, I love
0: it. where we're at and where we're going. And wherever that is. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Gail Craft from the Empowerment Process Podcast. And if this resonated with you, kind of give us a thumbs up and let us know. If a question came up, ask us the question. We'll come back to you. And if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, do share it out to them because we do believe this is important and some people need to hear it. Thank you so much for your time. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.